Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hey! Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. For the exact breakdown of how we made this list, you want to go back to part one, available on demand at WrestlingAudio.com, on iTunes, and through the Wrestling Audio app. This is the middle part of the countdown. This is when we really start taking our time and uh, diving into some of the years of, uh, of, well, 2018's best performers. It is a low blow. I am Mo Lightning. He is balls 25 through 11 today, my friend. Woo! It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Woo. Yes. Woo. Now, we do actually have additional non-Top 50 content that has been hosted, but the main feed that uh, many of you have subscriptions to, the RSS feed, so on and so forth, uh, that is dedicated just to the Top 50 countdown. But if you have the app through Google Play or if you want to support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling audio, there is additional content being offered. So keep that in mind. The whole first half of the list out of the way, as always, per tradition, people are like, okay, all right, you know, we see what you did there. But now we're really interested in how bad you F things up. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, how much, how much bad like just involvement did we get for Keith Lee beating Bobby Lashley like right away it's it's debatable <laughs> Keith Lee even being on the list is yeah odd <laughs> considering some names that didn't make it but uh, you yeah. know it's we keep the votes as is we don't alter them for our personal preference and yeah. and we go with it and it's not the first time we've had an odd inclusion on the list i think he's a a bit more valuable than Mitch the Plant. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, maybe. True. Maybe people are like, oh, well, Mitch the Plant was more over than so-and-so than Roman Reigns was. You know, that yeah. was Greg the Sound Guy's explanation on that one. But 25 through 11 today, and there will be some, some head scratchers. There will be some names of individuals who... You're probably going to say they're too low, they're too high, uh, but this is where we really start having some fun. So we'll uh, we'll start with uh, number 25, a woman who had a hell of a start to 2018, kind of disappeared for a while, and is just now kind of returning things here at the end of the year. Number 25 is Asuka. Yeah. You, you talk about how she kicked off a, a 2018. She won the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, went on to face Charlotte at WrestleMania, uh, unfortunately lost that undefeated streak with right? at the record of 914 days for Asuka. Jeez. Uh, she may have lost WrestleMania, but she won the Mixed Match Challenge with The Miz, ended up getting drafted to SmackDown in the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, it seemed like she went through a funk where she lost to people like the Iconics and Carmella. Uh, she was in a short-lived tag team with Naomi for a while. Uh, just recently here, she won a battle royal to be added to the women's championship match on at TLC. And if you watch the most recent SmackDown, and yes, I'm aware that what happens right now has nothing to do with the countdown. Her, along with her fellow TLC triple threat members, just went 
bat crap crazy with kendo sticks on each other. <laughs> and Asuka stood tall at the end of it on top of the announce table, screaming her head off exactly where she should be. And that's and that's the thing about this list is obviously the shows keep going. They keep uh, coming around and you know, this countdown takes place before the final pay-per-view of the year. So it is very possible that Asuka wraps up 2018 the same way she came in uh, on a hot streak, dominant. She could be our, our SmackDown Women's Champion. Maybe not by the time you hear this show, but... Yeah. Uh, it, it is nice to see that at least WWE kind of turned the corner, uh, 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 horseshoed her year, started off at yeah. the top, really went down, and then is hopefully uh, I mean, back on an upswing. She's too much of a talent to not do something with. And if you hear the rumors, the whole rumor was that in that segment a couple weeks ago when Becky Lynch was naming a replacement to face Ronda Rousey, Vince McMahon was shocked at the ovation that Asuka got. And the booze that Charlotte received, so she decided, oh, crap, we need to do something with this. So they added Asuka to this triple threat match. I think just let the crowd, I don't necessarily let them dictate, but if the crowd's really bonkers for a star, male or female, uh, just just go with it. Don't, don't. Let there be one side is black, one side is white, one side is right and wrong. Let it be uh, versions of gray. Uh, blur that line and just have some fun. Asuka, there was a reason why Asuka was a champion for 900 plus days. It wasn't because they had no other ideas creatively. <laughs> At least I hope not. God, I hope not. <laughs> At least I hope that's not it. Yeah, right, right. So number 25 is Asuka. Number 24, this will be the first one of today's conversation that I I think is too high on this list, to be honest with you. Uh, number 24, and maybe you disagree, Balls. Number 24 is Samoa Joe. Uh, I don't actually disagree. Um, I think as a huge Samoa Joe fan, I always want to see him do well. I want to do see him in general. I want to see him do well on the countdown. But when you look at his year... Uh, he started off just the very first, January 1st, he lost a rematch to Roman Reigns. Uh, injured against freaking Titus O'Neil right after that, out for months. Returning on the Raw right after WrestleMania. Ended up getting traded to SmackDown. Uh, he competed at the ladder match in the Grand Royal Rumble, and the, yeah, the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, lost to Roman Reigns again at Backlash. And and this, to me, right here is when he st his year started getting good, is when he started this personal feud with AJ Styles. You know, they brought up the history. You brought up AJ's family. Uh, you started, you know, asking Wendy. his kids to... Yeah. Started his kids to call you daddy. Like, <laughs> hmm. Uh, Replacement husband. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he had some fun with that trash talking. Sh showed up at the, the Styles home for a while. <clears throat> but uh, We still want to yeah. know why there was a picnic on a Tuesday night. <laughs> really that's a little weird that's poor planning like okay we're gonna have this picnic yeah we know daddy's at work but we're still gonna have this family celebration anyway <laughs> it's the daddy's not their picnic yeah. um but yeah they competed at SummerSlam, hell in a cell uh super showdown and crown jewel he Joe then, can't lose it this time can he yeah exactly Joe's gotta win the belt <laughs> at some point that's my entire how i picked every pay-per-view this year <laughs> They can't keep making him look like this, right? They gotta give it. This is the bestest character. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, okay. you're expecting it, so... Yeah. 
Uh, he was the first person eliminated from the SmackDown team at Survivor Series, and now he's starting a feud with Jeff Hardy, playing a very similar role. I don't want to say it's exactly the same as the feud Hardy had with CM Punk years ago, but there are definitely tones that are the same. You're a te- Samoa Joe is best when he's antagonizing someone, and this is him picking on Jeff Hardy because of his history and his past screw-ups. So it should be a good Samoa Joe, but yeah, I do believe that 24 is too high for Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm not breaking down all of the uh, individual placements, but looking at the votes, it, it was really one man, one voter, who uh, was able to propel Joe so high, and that was Dangerous Dave who had him at number 12. I'm not going to lie to you. When you started talking like that, I was going, God, please don't let it be me. <laughs> like, No, you and I did not even have Joe on our list at all. I thought so. Okay. Because I was really like, oh, this is normally how he builds it up when it ends up being me right after <laughs> everything I just said. I can't promise that won't happen later, but this time around, <laughs> it's, it's Dave's doing. Dave, uh, and he did uh, take the time to break down the top ten. Uh, and I know he, he likes to do these supplemental podcasts about the top 50 and his selections and his reasoning. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll spend a few moments talking about the Samoa Joe being so high. Because Joe was really good in that feud. But mm-hmm. other than the AJ Styles feud, I can't really remember anything he's done this year. No, and he doesn't seem like he can stay healthy. And that And I'm a huge Joe fan. Like... But this year it was his foot. Last year he was out a little bit with an injury for a couple months. Just you can't, and that is probably a good possibility why they haven't pulled the trigger on him 100. percent He yeah. seems to get just dumb injuries. Yeah, there's got to be a consistency there, and if they can't rely on him to be healthy and able enough to to be able to show up and compete on a regular basis. Uh, then why put the belt on him? Because obviously, if you're going to be world champ, you're expected to be there every week. <laughs> yeah, you are. Or at least if you're on the blue brand. Every week. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. blue brand. Yeah, the rules oh. are different on Monday nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rules are different there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. There is one other thing for Samojo's year I remember other than, oh, Wendy. <laughs> uh, it would be uh, his little spoof video of, uh, or the Edge and Christian show video of him and the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I have not watched that yet, but I saw a clip. That's about it. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's that's the year I remember from Samoa Joe. And I'm like, <laughs> is, that, is that a better year than Asuka had? I know Asuka went away for a bit, but she was at least there while she went away. Joe just went away. <laughs> but it's where the votes fall. Number 23 is a gentleman who I believe is only 23. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a hell of a career ahead of him as long as he can stay Humble and hungry and healthy. Number 23 is Velveteen Dream. Ooh, I could see people going, ah, I don't know. But yeah, Velveteen Dream. And this is going to be one of those reviews where we're like, he competed against these people. Did he win any titles? No. Competed against Johnny Gargano, Cassius Ono. Competed for the North American title in the ladder match. Feuded with Lars Sullivan and Ricochet most recently. Defeated EC3 at TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Uh, went on to feud with uh, champion Tommaso Ciampa. Lost to Ciampa, however, at TakeOver War Games. Has had a great year as far as bringing his character to the forefront and getting recognized for it. And 
damn if his attire hasn't been amazing. <laughs> there's there's a couple that stand out to me. The the first one being when he wrestled Ricochet and he has Prince Puma homage attire on. Yes. You know, Prince Puma, the Lucha Underground name that Ricochet wrestled under for a couple years there as as a multi-time champion. So a, a really fun nod, and, and he's great in those regards. I think uh, Velveteen's so high on this list, I would justify, because he is a young star that people didn't expect much from coming into 2018 with a gimmick that people just kind of rolled their eyes at at first. Mm-hmm. And they he's did. able to turn it into arguably the best gimmick in WWE right now. Uh, and, and this guy who was a tough enough competitor, uh, this yeah. guy is able to compete with these indie darlings, with some of the best in the business, and he can go toe-to-toe with them. And he turned heads this year. He absolutely did. Uh, one of them probably being Vince McMahon, because while you remember the Ricochet Puma tights the most... I remember the call me up Vince tights mm-hmm. written across his butt. Or the Hollywood Hogan tights that rumor said he was forced to wear because he was black. And if he wore those <laughs> tights, that's Vince saying, hey, black guys like Hulk Hogan too. <laughs> guys, that's that's obviously a true rumor right there. There's there's <laughs> no way that can be like, false. Okay, first of all, Vince doesn't even watch NXT, so he doesn't even know there's a black guy there. <laughs> he probably thinks he's working in the back somewhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's like, I thought we called out the black person in Ember Moon. <laughs> I know, I know, it's wrong, but it's not what we're saying; it's what they're saying. It's what it is. No, Velveteen Dream. I don't think he can be at this spot next year if he does the same thing this year. And, and it's not a shot yeah. at a bad year, but. I think he needs to win that title. He needs to move up to the main roster. He needs to have that accomplishment, that moment in 2019 to be at this spot next year or higher. He can't just have, you know, great match after great match. Unfortunately, you know, that's that could probably drop him down compared to people who do have a moment. So in your opinion, which is a bigger deal for Velveteen Dream right now? NXT World Championship being called up to the main roster, which is a better path to a higher number next year. Right now, I would say NXT because the main roster is such a mess as of this recording that I don't think they have any idea where they want to go with storylines, feuds. The road to WrestleMania right now is a dirt road. Yeah, Uh, it's not paved at all. It's not a highway. Uh, it's a one-lane gravel road uh, that's probably by, like, some sort of Church of Satan. And it's leading away from WrestleMania. Yeah, you look in the rearview mirror, there's these lights that start following you, and then all of a sudden they just disappear, and then you pass <laughs> the car in front of you that had the headlights behind you. That's the road they're on right now. <laughs> they're on this haunted road right now. Uh, Velveteen <laughs> Dream gets called up. What is he going to do? Not to say that they may not have the perfect idea for him that he can just hit the ground running, but I think the guy started as a heel, an unknown heel, is now pretty much a crowd favorite regardless of how he's booked. Mm -hmm. I think you you move him up as you possibly move up some other names we'll be discussing here today and and on uh, next week's list. There, There are names that you could probably move up. And again, like NXT, you move those guys up, you got a little bit of a vacancy 
and the the world title picture or the women's title picture, whatever, Velveteen Dream can be that guy that temporarily carries the brand. I want to see Velveteen Dream win the world women's championship at NXT. You, you never know. You never know. It would be at least more taken. I would believe it to be taken more seriously than Santina. <laughs> I would too. I just wanted to find like there's a loophole. You know, this this contract here never actually says women's championship. <laughs> That's true. What? That's true. You gotta love technicalities. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't written in the contract, they could just they could change that storyline. No big oh, deal. Yep. Who cares? And it's Velveteen. You know, it's it, it would make sense for his character to, I don't know, just have some fun at the expense mm-hmm. of others. But uh, yeah. So number 23 is Velveteen Dream. Number 22 is a uh, gentleman, speaking of being moved up from NXT in 2018, number 22 is Drew McIntyre. It's true. Um, I think he appeared in NXT for the last time, either at the end of December or very, very, very early January before being injured. Uh Appeared on Raw April 16th during the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, showed up as a buddy of Dolph Ziggler. Um, helped Dolph Ziggler win the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, went through this whole thing where they, or he along with Dolph Ziggler, joined up with Braun Strowman and feuded with the Shield. Um, ended up winning the Raw Tag Team titles Very from the B Team. Very prestigious titles, by the way. Very prestigious. Uh, basically screwing um, the Revival out of a title shot and <laughs> stealing it for themselves. Um, however, they lost the titles almost about two months later. October 23rd, they lost the titles to Rollins and Ambrose. Um, at that point, he kind of went solo, left Dolph Ziggler, made Kurt Angle tap out to his own ankle lock in what I thought was probably one of the best matches on Raw in a while. Uh Went to Survivor Series where he was a surviving member of Team Raw. Currently hanging out with Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin. Drew McIntyre has possibly finally started living up to expectations. I mean, we as fans generally, I've never been the hugest Drew McIntyre fan, but this year has probably been the most, has been the year I've been most entertained uh, by what he's done in the ring, on the mic. Uh, and that's including his, his run in Impact, where he really showed, hey, he can be, in that case, a crowd favorite. Yes. Yep. Uh, so so it's nice to see that WWE, after giving him the Chosen One moniker so many years ago, it, it has that faith or he's able to live up to those expectations now and, and really make an impact. There's a lot of rumors and speculation as of this recording that he may be in a title match. A, a world title match at WrestleMania, and who knows if that's if that's going to happen. But it's not out of the the realm of per, uh, of uh, probability now. No, I agree totally. And you you think about his past, where he used to be a member of you know three um, MB. Uh, he was let go. Went to Impact, where he was uh, pretty good. I, I I found him entertaining. Impact. Um, but he comes back to Raw. And he's like standing there, just looking jacked, staring Roman Reigns in the face. And you're like, I don't remember Drew McIntyre being this big. <laughs> like, it, to me, he kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I thought it was going to be this whole tag team thing that he'd be stuck in for a while. But man, he is skyrocketed himself. Yeah. He's- and, really and, one of the more entertaining things on Raw right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, him. 
I wouldn't say he squashed Kurt Angle, but he dominated that match. And mm-hmm. anytime that you have a younger talent, or at least a newer talent, who is is living up to the role and is able to manhandle or woman handle a legend is hopefully going to be able to use that momentum correctly. And so far, so good with Drew McIntyre, either himself or creative or whoever may be uh, lying. He's he's on a right path. And uh, one of the rumors I was reading this week is it could be Braun Strowman uh, losing uh, the universal title to, to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. And who knows, again, how the scenario is going to play out. But, you know, that he's even in the talks. He's even yeah. in contention is just shows how good of a year he had. Yeah, absolutely. Number 21 is another guy who uh, is a world champion, a former WWE star, but that was years ago now. Do we even remember all of his many names from WWE? Of course we do. He, he does have a <laughs> lot of names, though. Uh, next up on the list, number 21, Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact. Uh, feuded with Austin Aries over the Impact uh, World Championship. Ended up getting attacked by Congo Kong and written off TV for a while. Um, so he could be on a reality show. Yup, placing twelfth on Survivor this year. He didn't uh, play that. He didn't play politics enough, man. No, he didn't. Um, I read all about it when I was doing the research for this, and I'm like, I don't care enough about Survivor to review how he lost. But <laughs> he kind of got screwed. Um, I, I paid. I paid. A bit of attention when he was on the show because, you know, if he would have made it to the finals, that probably would have been a high rated finale because us wrestling fans are dedicated like that. But he was out yeah. like halfway through the season or something. So at that point, we're like, Psh, come on, bro, you could do better. He was. It was, yeah, it was something where he was. I read it and it was like he'd only lost like three things and they were like, well, number one and number two both have immunity. So you're screwed. Yep. Oh, welcome to reality TV. Anyway, he bounced back from that, returning at Slammiversary in a four-way match. Uh, defeated Austin Aries at Bound for Glory to win the Impact World Championship. Um, he has then since gone on to compete against uh, multiple guys. Uh, Phoenix, Killer Cross. He's basically defending against all comers here on Impact Wrestling at this point. Um, very early in the year, he lost the uh, AAA Mega Championship in Mexico to Ray Wagner. Um, and this is where I like this kind of these guys compared to some of the WWE ones because they have done stuff everywhere this year, including competing as Johnny Mundo on Lucha Underground, where he tried to get married to Taya Valkyrie. <laughs> I like tried. It's pro wrestling. We know it yeah. doesn't always work out uh, so simply. It, it did, however, feature an appearance from Joey Mercury as his best man. Oh, I gotta, you gotta love follow-up and storylines yep. and whatnot. Uh, Impact's one of those guys, again, a former tough enough competitor winner uh, mm-hmm. that shows that, you know, if you got the right mindset, it doesn't matter what your training or background is, you can be successful. He's He's got the personality, he's got the look, He's he, he continues to learn more, uh, which is amazing because the guy was already insanely talented, but it seems mm-hmm. every year he learns more moves and is able to do the impossible more so. Uh, I don't know how he does it, but he he's very impressive. Uh, he's he's one of those guys that can show. We always talk about Bullet Club. We talk about Cody Rhodes and 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 now Neville and some of these other guys that are able to maintain careers out of WWE. But mm-hmm. let's let's not overlook that 
John Morrison, Johnny Nitro did this years ago, and he still thrives. Yep. No, absolutely. He should absolutely get credit for that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if nothing else, Johnny Impact and Austin Aries, how heated that feud got. <laughs> yeah, the, the real uh, life. I don't know if it's storyline or not, but like yeah. the whole thing was just it, it was fun to watch because it was dramatic. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, and, and we can get to some of it. Oh, man. When I saw it, I, I was reading it, and you kind of go back through Twitter, and they've both since deleted it now. But they were talking about, like, Johnny was short-shaming Austin Aries. Understandably so, though. Which, which apparently Austin is a huge uh, advocate against it. Apparently, as he calls it, it's the only shaming that's still cool. Like, you can still get away with making fun of short people. Um, and then Austin Aries called Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Impact's actual wife, Talia. Whatever his name is. They are married now. Uh, just because it didn't happen in Lucha Underground, it's still legal in other places. Um, he called her pudgy, and I guess she had some uh, eating, an eating disorder at one point, and he got, like, Johnny got really angry and there were like legit fights backstage. I don't know. Even just for newsworthiness, Johnny Impact deserves to be higher up here. Yeah, uh, is it is it acceptable? But he says the short shaving is the only thing that's acceptable. Is I'm like he's not he's not a little person or a midget or whatever no. or whatever that PC term is there. No. Uh, so so we're not making fun of him for that. He's just short. Uh-huh. Is yeah. Is that going to be a thing that we have to worry about short people who can't reach the top shelf, the ones that can't ride rides? We Are we not going to be able to make fun of them soon? Because he makes it seem like that's the last the last taboo. I think it is. I think uh, it is. I think my, my sister-in-law, who has to climb on top of a counter to get to the top shelf in her cabinet, I think I won't be able to make fun of her anymore. Well, that's, that's disappointing. I, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can make fun of tall people. Hey, how the, how's the weather up there? I guess I guess yeah. we stopped doing that, too? I guess. Damn it. Although I don't know the last person I made, time I made fun of a tall person. Yeah, I didn't make fun of I mean, We used to have a tall boss at, at Comic-Con. That's true. So I, I'd make fun of him for that a lot. Because he was all goofy and dorky and whatnot. He was, he was, yeah. that's true. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it all should be on the table, but that's that's yeah. just me. So regardless, a lot of lots of, you know, anytime you bring in uh, a, a guy's woman, yeah, a guy's wife, uh, fiance, girl, it's going to get messy. And if it's storyline, it's one thing. But if you're taking those personal shots elsewhere and and, and we'll, we'll get back to this, but how it all ended as well is uh, mm-hmm. left with a question mark. But anyway, again, that was number 21 cracking the, uh, the top 20 would be a different Johnny. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Takeover. Competed in like his 11th straight takeover this year, which is crazy. Um, Which he had a year similar to a Velveteen Dream where he didn't win a major championship or anything like that. Johnny Gargano just had a strong storyline the entire year. Um, He failed to beat Andrade Cien Almas at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. Uh, ended up getting attacked by Tommaso Ciampa, who was returning. Um, ended up losing a match against Almas again, which kind of kicked him out of 
uh, NXT. So he kind of went, he was unemployed, hanging out in the parking lot for a little while. Uh, that match ended up being the first five-star match in NXT history, of course, to David Meltzer. Um, so he lost against Andromeda, almost defeated Tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned street fight, but lost to Ciampa in the Chicago street fight. So they just kept passing these wins and losses back and forth. Uh, Storyline-wise, he ended up costing Aleister Black his NXT World Championship, which Tommaso Ciampa ended up winning, leading to what was going to be a triple threat with Aleister getting hurt in the parking lot. Storyline comes around full circle to find out Johnny Gargano was the one who attacked Aleister Black just to make sure that he would be the one to topple Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, compete was unsuccessful in a last man standing. Um, Alistair Black comes back, finds out that Johnny Gargano is the one who attacked him, and basically kicks his face off at War Games 2. So Johnny started in this, as this baby face, just, you know, huge underdog, over. who huge at one over. point, huge over, and at one point was rumored to be called up to take the, quote, Daniel Bryan spot as the scrappy underdog well that rumor was wrong yeah oh yeah well daniel bryan got cleared so we didn't have to worry about the rumor continuing but he he took it and developed shades of gray and in these wars with chamaso champa ended up getting two five-star matches in three months rated by uh dave Meltzer. nxt's only had three two of them are johnny gargano <laughs> yeah. Like, so and he had a gr- wrestling match wise, quality wise. I think that's why he's so high on this list. I mean, yeah, he might be the scrappy underdog, current kind of heel turn of NXT, but quality match wise, he's been fantastic this year. Absolutely, can't can't argue that. I, I think it should be probably pointed out that, or, or at least refocused on. That at the biggest NXT event of the year, it wasn't the world title in the main event. Mm. It was Gargano Champa. No, you're absolutely right. And that's, you know, normally nine out of ten times, I would argue, hey, that championship should be the main event. Uh, And that match, that card was a great card. But Mm -hmm. that feud was so good, so heated and that's kudos to both competitors for allowing that to continue and feeling so emotional. Again, uh, the guy's wife got involved. And, yep. uh, I mean, it's just, it, it was so well done. You didn't think twice about Gargano Champa being in that main event spot. No, and you didn't think twice. And you're like, oh, this match went 45 minutes. And you're like, yeah, it did. Yep. It's just, and, and you know what? I sat just in awe the entire time. Uh, he's just one of those guys that, if you're a wrestling fan, you know he's good, but he's smaller in stature compared to some of the other stars that, that get to those big spotlights in WWE. But NXT, you know, all shapes and sizes uh, can flourish there. And mm-hmm. he just he took the ball and ran with it this year. And no matter what the role, kind of like Daniel Bryan, he starts off as this huge face and then ends the year as this hated heel, but a very justified heel. And those are the best characters, mm-hmm. good or bad, that they're ones they're like, okay, I see where they're coming from. Not to mention that he is just an unapologetic geek. <laughs> and his, like Velveteen Dream, 
also his attire has been very on point this year. Yeah, uh, his we, we we put that on social not too long ago at Wrestling Audio, mm-hmm. uh, maybe on Instagram and Facebook. I know at least Facebook. Uh, but if you follow us, you could see some examples of his Venom outfit, Captain America, uh, yep. Star Lord, and. By the time people listen to this show, there'll probably be at least another one he's debuted. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations to number 20, Johnny Gargano. Reaching the teens finally, sticking with NXT. We have mentioned his name already. Number 19, the former Prince Puma, Ricochet. Ricochet, a guy who uh, ha- has won championships this year in NXT. Um, I don't know if you say if he's leapfrogged some of the other guys, but he could actually leapfrog some of the other guys uh <laughs> wwe announced ricochet signing on january 16th uh did the whole thing where you know ricochet shows up in the crowd at nxt and then the next next time he's competing uh competed for the brand new north american championship in a ladder match uh which he that ladder match was then won by adam cole <clears throat> feuded with velveteen dream and lars sullivan uh then kind of kicked it into gear, feuding with Adam Cole over that North American Championship, which he ended up winning. Uh, so Ricochet is your current North American Champion. Um, also feuded with Undisputed Era, uh, along with Adam Cole, competing and defeating against Undisputed Era at War Games. And that's kind of where Ricochet ends up as the year kind of winds down. Ricochet on paper may not have had another impressive year compared to some mm-hmm. other stats that we're mentioning but the fact that he showed up on NXT fast-tracked the performance center and instantly became a crowd favorite and like WWE from the get-go NXT uh yeah the the, the brass there realized we can lean on this guy we can rely mm-hmm. on this guy and he has just he's hit the ground running and in NXT, there's usually a little bit of a, a stall. There's usually a little bit of a grace period, but not this time. Uh, he he reminds me of a Kevin Owens where he shows up, makes that immediate impact, yep. and, and just moves forward. And he may not be in the main event picture, but from the get-go, NXT said, this guy, he's he's main event caliber. Just, just wait for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of that stuff... Um where like you, you realize they they let him keep his name as Ricochet. They didn't make him change it. Like all these things that bullet bounce. Yeah. Oh God. Bullet <laughs> bounce. We're gonna we're gonna capitalize on the Bullet Club and Ricochet at the same time. We're calling uh, bounce. We're calling bullet bounce or BB. Oh God, I would have oh, like lost like my that crap. like the 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 big boobed uh, medic years ago on TV. Do you remember BB? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yes. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> uh, she's not on this list. No, oh, come on. Stop with the spoilers. <laughs> Number 431. Still not her. She even still alive, probably. Uh, I'm going to go with no. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Ricochet is a crowd favorite, and, and he's a guy with a natural charm, a natural charisma, a an aura about him that you want to see what he's going to do. He's obviously got a great look, great physique, great talent. uh, And and he seems to be comfortable on the mic. He may not be the most over the top on that microphone, but he's Mm -hmm. comfortable. And I think whenever WWE moves him up 
they truly have a star on their hands on the main roster. I'm, I'll just I'll go on record to say I'm shocked he's not on 205 Live right now. They might be debating where they put him because you know, they brought Rey Mysterio back and they, mm-hmm. they've always been trying to build uh, the Hispanic Mexican audience. They've been trying to build that for years and you know they, they don't know who to pass that mantle off to. And do you put that guy on 205 Live and just get him in front of a WWE crowd? Or do you just put him on the main roster on one of the bigger shows and, and just let him learn on the spot? Yeah, it's 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 a good spot for WWE to be in because they have such a talent there that he's obviously making the money in NXT could bring oh, yeah. attention to 205 live, but could also bring them more attention on Raw or SmackDown. Yep. <clears throat> obviously, uh, if you listen to the low blow on a regular basis, you know that SmackDown is is going to be the more competitive show where a lot of stars can really show off their talents more so than others. But you get Sami Zayn healthy, you get that Kevin Owens I just mentioned healthy. Yeah. Then then Ricochet on Raw doesn't sound so horrible anymore. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, you got Finn Balor on that show, Seth Rollins. There are, you know, we, we always think about SmackDown with the wrestling. But, uh, but Raw, after injuries, hopefully will get back on track in 2019. So Ricochet's got a, a great future in front of him and... As long as he can stay healthy, that dude's going to take over. Oh, yeah. And not just NXT takeover. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, I, had to, I had to make sure to put that in there. Be like, oh, you did that on purpose. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Number 18. Uh, great to see that this guy's getting some love. I mean, this guy has been no stranger to our conversations over the years. Oh. Uh, no strangers to wrestling fans around the world. But when it comes to top 50 voting, he, he's been forgotten. He's been on the list before, but it's few and far between. Number 18 belongs to Pentagon. Yeah, another guy who has multiple names to different companies, whether it's Pentagon Dark, Pentagon Junior, was it like Pent LMO? Like, <laughs> or just Penta? Or Penta, yeah. Uh, Pentagon Junior, Pentagon. He's been all over the place, but primarily where he's been most recently is with Impact Wrestling. So he made his Impact Wrestling debut at Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground. WrestleMania weekend, uh, won in the match with Phoenix and Austin Aries, ended up winning the Impact World Championship from Austin Aries after shortly after be- coming to Impact Wrestling, uh, defended it against Eli Drake, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, ended up losing it back to Austin Aries, um, went on to feud with Sammy Callahan, which ended up culminating in a mask versus hair match which he won, obviously, because he still has his mask on. Um, <laughs> after that, he kind of went towards... Uh, Sammy Callahan kind of brought in the OVE, which then brought in Pentagon's brother Phoenix, which made the Lucha Bros a more prominent thing, where they were competing against OVE. Now, uh, currently, they are working matches against LAX. Um, but as far as other companies go, he was in Lucha Underground this year, he did win Aztec Warfare to retain the Lucha Underground World Championship, which is the first time anyone has actually been able to retain their title in Aztec Warfare. Uh, he uh, he actually left Impact recently, went back to AAA. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this guy is all over the world. He really is. We talk about a lot of these stars bouncing companies. This guy is literally all over the world and winning world championships all over the world. So, uh, yes. Pentagon... Uh, he's he became one of those guys in conversation that even 
more of the casual fans, the people that only really watch WWE, were taking note of this guy, thinking, okay, I'd like to see this guy in WWE, and mm-hmm. it's it's an intriguing possibility. Would he wrestle as well in WWE as he would elsewhere? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, at least not on the main roster. Uh, yeah, on paper he wouldn't, but. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? WWE can always switch directions. I mean, they gave us uh, Mustafa Ali, Daniel Bryan recently, allowing Mustafa to show a little bit of uh, of talent on the on a bigger show, so to speak. Absolutely. So, so you never know. Uh, and all it takes is the right guy that all of a sudden this guy can wrestle. WWE doesn't even try to to saddle him down with bad promos. They just let this guy or girl off the chain. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So you never know about Penta, but. He also is one of those stars that, for as popular as he is, is a much better heel. Oh, yeah. Much better heel. Uh, a masked wrestler in the mainstream that's a better heel than face. And that's that's rare. Like, in Mexico, that's not a big deal. But for those of us who are predominantly WWE viewers, that is rare. That is very rare. And I don't know that WWE could pull that off. No, I don't. But... Penta versus Rey Mysterio. Penta comes in. Pentagon starts beating the crap out of Rey Mysterio. You got a hell of a feud right there. You got some generations going at it, and you got the the future. And and uh, I'm I'm sure Rey would hate me saying this, but past of this lucha <laughs> industry. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. He's the I mean, present. Yeah. Damn it, no, 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 he's not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, Penta had such a good year. Uh, and the thing is, it's almost like a standard year for him, but now he finally just captured those world titles. He did. Um, I, I'll go on record as think that the last time there was an evil luchador, it was Sin Cara Black. Yeah, Sin Cara Negro, yes. Sin Cara Negro. Yeah, I still actually have that action figure, I believe. Do you? I yeah. still think it sounds like a vodka. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Yeah, Hunico, uh, who is now yeah. Sin Cara. So maybe yes. Pentagon Jr. one day will be Rey Ooh. Mysterio Jr. Ooh. Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. And the Dominic will be pissed again. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! He, and Dominic becomes Pentagon the third. Oh, jeez. So, but it's, <laughs> what's great about the Pentagon is that it just keeps that mantle and that name keeps getting handed over. So it is quite possible that this version, and I don't know the guy's real name offhand. I don't have the notes in front of me. Uh, yeah. But he could move on to another character, and then somebody moves into his role. I honestly think I've looked Pentagon up, and his real name is not public record. Okay. Like there's, there's a lot of uh, some of these Lucha underground guys that I've tried to do research on. And it straight up says real name, not known like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe uh, Dominic could become Penta in the future. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. If you have somebody who maybe could, could have it held against them. Like, oh, there's Rey Mysterio's son. That's why he's getting a pass. It's Rey Mysterio's yeah. son. Even though Dominic may be really, really talented. I'm, I'm hearing good things about him. I haven't seen yeah. his work. No. But I'm hearing good things from other stars in this industry, reading their tweets and whatnot, that Dominic is very promising and shows a lot of potential. So maybe have him go off, off the grid for a little bit, under the radar. And then if a Pentagon or a different character... Uh, it's yeah. time for a new person in that role. Let Dominic be that somebody and don't really promote that. Just let yeah. the talent speak for itself and then let people realize, oh, crap, that's Dominic. That's Eddie Guerrero's son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big stuff right there. <laughs> like a split second, I almost corrected you and I was like, no. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> he, he knows exactly what he said. Yeah, I okay. know exactly what I said there. <laughs> I know who his poppy is. Oh, I saw gosh. the shirts. Mm-hmm. Number 17 is a guy who held six belts across five companies at one time. Number 17 is the uh, very gold-ridden Austin Aries. (laughs) The belt collector gimmick. Uh, Like you said, six titles across five companies, two of them in Impact Wrestling at the same time. So while he was holding the Impact Wrestling Championship that we just spoke of with uh, Pentagon... He was also holding the grand championship that he won from uh, Matt Seidel. So he's holding them both. Uh, obviously ended up losing to Pentagon Jr. Won it back at under pressure. Turning heel in the process using a low blow. I hate when we're used against people. I know, right? They should ask us for permission. Or um, royalties would be fantastic. Just amen to that. Yep. Uh when he went heel, he started teaming up with uh, Killer Cross and Moose, making the most unlikely trio in pro wrestling, even more unlikely than Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, ended up losing his Impact World Championship at Bound for Glory to a guy we just talked of a couple minutes ago in Johnny Impact. Um, we mentioned the personal Twitter feud, but as far as Austin Aries goes, the match was great. Johnny wins. Let's he talk no- about that question mark, yep. Yeah, he no-sells the finish, hops right up, starts flipping people off, yelling at Don Callis at ringside, like, just going off. And people still, I mean, there are people that are going on record saying he's done with Impact Wrestling. but Yeah, he walked out, and we have not seen him no. in that company since. No. And there were, there were times that I've heard, I've read things that, oh, that was that was the plan, or that was... Like, I guess there was uh, Johnny Impact muttering under his breath, are you kidding me? Like, like this is how you're going to go out? But it's cr- – looking at Austin Aries, I mean, really, it was probably his best year. And that's saying something because this guy, is. for not being a household name to casual wrestling fans, has been so good for so long. Exactly. And – like, I loved the belt collector gimmick, and him just walking out draped in six titles was one of the best visuals that 2018 has had as far as champions go. And to have a lot of that come down at the end of this Impact Wrestling tenure, it, it's sad, because where the hell does he go? Like, if this is real, and and if this happened and he's gone, there's, like, legit bad blood there. WWE, he asked for his release from WWE. He's gone from Impact. Where the hell does Austin Aries go from here? That's a legit question. That is a very good, tough question because uh, he's he's burning those bridges. And if it's not a storyline, let's let's flip over there real quick. If it's not a storyline, what the hell is the payoff to this? There's been no follow up really from Impact, and yeah. if he does come back. Oh, okay, uh, you can always pick back up where you left off, but there, there's that fine line of trying to use reality towards storyline. So if he's upset with management, okay, but that's a tough sell because he was champion Yeah, in the company. Exactly. So what does he have to complain about compared to everybody underneath him on the ladder? You were a champion who was allowed to take your titles and compete in other companies and win their titles. 
I don't know, not not knowing what really happened, I don't know that you have much to complain about. And that's why, if it is real, why are you going out that way? If your contract is done, if you're upset with Johnny Mundo, that's one thing, but professionalism speaks volumes. And it just, the way that you left WWE was messy. The way that you obviously left Impact is messy. What, what? message are you sending is it a message to johnny impact is it a message to impact officials like we don't know what the message was supposed to be so the the way he left probably wasn't effective no no and that's and that's unfortunate that we don't really know and maybe that's good maybe they want this rest uh, you know maybe he wants this wrestling mystery in this era of everything being put in front of us Maybe he likes having something over us that we will never truly know, or at least right now, just yeah. don't know. I don't know. I yeah, it's crazy. It is very crazy. So number seventeen, Austin Aries. Number sixteen, going back to NXT. This is this is the NXT portion of the countdown. <laughs> I was going to ask that if you had any. If, is this countdown the most members of NXT on one countdown? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I felt doing the research, but I wasn't sure. But it's NXT goes to show how much that brand is really starting to influence uh, the industry. WWE mm-hmm. with so many of their uh, alum taking over WWE main roster and likely continuing to do so. And how much love or hate Triple H, the wrestler, the businessman understands what the fans are looking for for the most part and is giving us that in NXT. So, you know, kind of like, dare I say right now, Triple H feels a lot like Paul Heyman where he sees a strength in a character and embraces it rather than put a magnifying glass on the weaknesses. So when he saw that Tomasa Ciampa could, could be this massive heel, they doesn't even need to say anything instead of forcing a promo down. He uh, he just do it. Do go out there, be a heat magnet, and that puts Tomasa at number sixteen. Oh man! I mean, he returned from injury uh, at Takeover Philadelphia. We don't need to revisit all the matches he had with Johnny Gargano from his list, but intensely personal rivalry with Johnny Gargano um, ended up defeating Alistair Black with the help of of Johnny uh, to win. The NXT World Championship, which he now calls Goldie. Uh, he retained the title against Gargano in a last man standing match and just recently against Velveteen Dream. That on paper, I mean, he's been an impressive champion. But when you look at uh, number one, if you're not following him on Twitter, you should be because he's amazing. Um, he didn't have entrance music for a while. Mm hmm. He would just walk out and there would be nothingness. And I can't think of a character that would work for beside Tommaso Ciampa. It's, he, I mean, we, we most recently in WWE saw mm-hmm. that with Dolph Ziggler briefly when he held the yeah. U.S. title at this time last year. Mm-hmm. Where he would come out to nothing, to no sound. And maybe then we got that stupid record scratch. Yeah. And we got that record scratch and his horrible music back, but <laughs> but that's the last time, and it it, yeah. it just felt awkward. But with Champa, it felt natural. Oh yeah, 
Uh, there was the part last or earlier this year where he had had his own T-shirt design, but he refused to let WWE market it, so no one else could buy his T-shirt. And then <laughs> within the last couple of months, there is a Tommaso Ciampa Blackheart T-shirt that you can buy, uh, which he then went on Twitter and just gloated about how much he got paid to let them make that shirt, which I thought was amazing. But yeah, uh, Tommaso is... I was going to say, the really? great thing about well, heels is yeah. that they can say one thing and mm-hmm. then they can easily U-turn for any reason later in the line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he's a great heel champion for NXT, which normally NXT champion is a face. It's Shinsuke Nakamura. It's Finn Balor. It's uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Al- Alistair Black. I mean, there's. It just seems like they choose face characters more, but Tommaso's been a fantastic heel champion. And that's saying something, too. I mean, Champa is, is really talented, but when you look at a lot of the star power that's been around him and just who. Uh, WWE brought him in as a cruiserweight tag team specialist. Yeah. That's what they brought him in as, as opposed to an Alistair Black, who was brought in and, you know, was was kind of immediately given that big push. And Adam Cole, and there's a lot of these stars that got to hit the ground running where Champa had to kind of rebuild himself, but he's yeah. the one building and carrying that brand right now. Mm-hmm. Over so many other stars around him, and that's... That's so impressive. It really is. And the guy just shows a vicious streak that we don't get to see from a lot of stars. There's a creativity behind his viciousness that doesn't just involve the same weapons that we see all the time. It's Yeah. He is a, a truly special star that I really hope WWE continues to embrace for years to come. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah. So number 16 is in NXT. Number 15 is a guy who is out of the WWE, not in NXT, probably has no desire to work for them right now. (laughs) When you're one of the world's most successful stars, you could do what you want. No, uh, it's it's not who you think it is. No, number 15 is Okada. It is Okada. Uh, Longest reigning IWGP champion this year. uh, Defeated, uh, (laughs) this is where I screw up names for everyone yeah Uh, do it (laughs) make it slow and painful uh tetsui nato sonata zack saber jr uh tanahashi bless you (laughs) yeah um he set a record for having uh 12 title defenses in a single title reign which is a, a new record for new japan pro wrestling uh lost defense number 13 against in a two out of three falls match against kenny omega that match itself was 65 minutes. Um, his total title reign for this this reign ended at 720 days. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, <laughs> entered the G1 Climax tournament. Uh, this is where you saw a change of attitude more recently in, in Okada. Uh, different hair color, different kind of attitude. Uh, he did not advance to the finals. Departed ways with his longtime manager, uh, Guido. Defeated by Tanahashi, not only at G1 Climax, but also at um, <clears throat> at, at another event for New Japan. And that's kind of where Okada has been 
uh, obviously, I think he has a a, a good storyline coming up for 2019. Yeah, he's. It's. I still love looking back when he mm-hmm. was uh, painted Samoa <laughs> Joe's sidekick in Impact oh, Wrestling. He was freaking Kato. Yeah. Be like he looked like the Green Hornet character. Oh god, it was so bad. And I can't believe that. It's. It's. it's I. I can't even imagine what pro wrestling creative the big companies have to go through because, you know, every star probably wants to be themselves. Uh, yeah, they all well. Oh, I'll just be myself. I'm great, and that's not always the case. Some that them that that can be themselves are great, and mm-hmm. they make it seem easy for everyone else. So, you know, when you're coming in, you already got a, a main eventer in Samoa Joe. You know, why would Okada Kato come in and be himself? So they gave him this really bad gimmick that you know now he's one of the world's biggest stars. Yeah, I, I want to know what the. I, I'd love to talk to Impact Creative, the former team back then, and be like, "So, yeah. did you have any idea what you had on your hands?" <laughs> and then look at him again and go, "Then why did you screw it up two years later with Sonata?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm just curious because he's doing a very similar thing in New Japan right now. So, what do you guys have against New Japan? I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess it's uh, you know you you always have examples of that though. Yeah. One of the be- biggest examples would be Stone Cold, mm-hmm. uh, underutilized in WCW. Even WWE with Ringmaster and whatnot didn't set him off on the right course. And sometimes it just takes the right storyline, right match to to turn things around. And Okada, once he got out of Impact, that turned things around, and he's never looked back. And the guy no. continues to put on consistent six seven eight star matches <laughs> uh, the guy's just good um yeah. i would i would fear that if if wwe did come calling and he somehow accepted their offer i would fear that it'd be another shinsky situation where he comes in with a lot of hype does well maybe an nxt should they even put him there yeah uh and then on the main roster they don't know what to do with him I, I would be very fearful of that, to be yeah. honest. And I think he realizes this, too. I don't think there's any... And I could be wrong. I don't, I don't really talk to this guy. But <laughs> he uh, he doesn't seem like he has any interest. He is one of the world's biggest stars. He's probably making as much money over in Japan as he would here in the States. Oh, I would have to think so. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, he's going to keep doing what he's doing. Maybe if this all elite wrestling hits the ground, if it does become a reality, as uh, rumors hope it will, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they could steal him over and maybe he could help them reach uh, the level that they would like to reach. But for now, he's great where he's at, and I don't see why he would change that. No, I just think right now is like he was at the top for so long that he's just taken a couple steps down and and – Regetting, refinding a character that he has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's a great thing. Is like he's he's a headliner. He's a main yep. eventer. He is a superstar, a legend over there. And he still went through a bit of a gimmick change this year. He didn't just change his clothes, and that was enough for marketing. No, I mean, he he went from being a bit more charismatic to a bit more nonchalant, lethargic, and it just mm-hmm. there was character progression, which. You know, a lot of companies on our end of the pond are afraid to pull that trigger on. Yeah. So uh, Okada continues to impress. Number 14 is a uh, young lady who recently has been saddled by some lingering issues with uh, what seems to be a concussion. But uh, the rest of the year, 
arguably the most consistent piece of the women's division puzzle. Number 14 is Alexa Bliss. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she retained her title this year in a first ever women's elimination chamber match. Uh, she made it to the semifinals in the mixed match challenge with her partner, Braun Strowman. Are they going to uh, make it up? Are they going to kiss? Are they going to kiss? Yeah. Oh, they didn't uh, kiss. Team Little Big. Um, it's some of the best artwork, really, based on a team. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, lost the title to Nia Jax at WrestleMania for a reign of 223 days. Lost her rematch, but won Money in the Bank and cashed it in that night, defeating Nia Jax. So she got her title back. She's then retained against Nia Jax at Extreme Rules. She loses that title back, or loses it to Ronda Rousey now at SummerSlam. Uh, are you dying over there? Or are you I just, or are you just thinking about Alexa Bliss so much that you're like? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say it was that, but no, no, my throat's <laughs> like. I was like, oh man, yeah. I sneezed during Okada, and now this one, I'm like, just like I can't even talk. Um, Good thing I'm sitting regain, down right now. Failed to regain her title at Hell in the Cell. Uh, this is where she kind of got pulled for a concussion, uh, kind of taking more of a managerial leadership role. Um, she was supposed to compete at WWE Evolution um, against uh, Trish and Lita along with uh, Mickey James. Ended up captaining that tag team with Alicia Fox taking her place. Uh, captained the women's team Raw at Survivor Series. And now most recently has been named head of the women's division by uh, general manager-elect Baron Corbin. So they are finding good ways to keep her on TV and use her what they need her for uh she's still a great talker uh so like i said i don't know how serious this is but it does seem like she's been out for a little while now yeah and maybe it's precautionary maybe it's something that hey we do have a lot of women in this division we don't need you rushing back from this where we we've lost other stars Paige had to retire this year it's just like it's so many stars are on the shelf in general. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I don't need you to rush back. Uh, she's been training as of this recording, so I've seen her her post that she's been training again. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's been cleared or not. I think I read a rumor that she says she's cleared. I don't know, but, yeah. you know, even if you're on the fence about it, don't rush it back. You know, 2019 no. is going to be another great year for her, even if this continues to linger and she has to continue sitting on the sidelines. They've given her a great role with uh, her kind of running the women's side of things. And regardless of Stephanie or Baron or Kurt or anybody else who could be acting GM elect Constantinople, I could see her remaining in that role. Oh, absolutely. I could too. And she'll and she'll be fine. Like she is a, just a, a great, uh, great individual to have on the mic. If she's wrestling, even better. But if not, she's gonna stir that shit and, uh, oh, yeah. and keep things interesting in that division. So um, hopefully she's cleared sooner than later, and 2019 she can get back on track. Maybe crack that top ten. Absolutely. Number 13, as we start inching closer to our top 10, number 13 is actually a guy who's been at the number 13 spot a couple times in the past. He's also been a number one star for us. Number 13 belongs to The Miz. Hoorah? Hoorah? Uh, Miz here won his eighth Intercontinental title uh, from Roman Reigns on Raw 25, which made us end up going back to find out that basically the Miz wins on any sort of anniversary show 
unless it's SmackDown 1000. <laughs> uh, Where it finally has to. Yeah, uh, finally to does not have have on there. Uh, he competed at the Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber. He, as we uh, mentioned at the very top of the show, he won the Mixed Match Challenge with Asuka, uh, lost the Intercontinental title to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That was his first pinfall loss at WrestleMania, according to the internet. And the internet's I, never wrong. No, no. I'm not 100% sure that's true. But, because all I keep thinking now is him competing against John Cena with their wives. And I'm like, I, I thought... They got pinned at that, but I could be wrong. But, well, he, maybe he didn't take the pinfall. Though. Maybe Matt Maurice might have. I don't, yeah. For some reason, I have the idea in my head that they were pinned at the same time, but that I could be very wrong about that now. Um, traded to SmackDown during the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, started his feud back with Daniel Bryan. Um, ended up winning and beating Daniel Bryan with the use of Maurice and some nun- and some brass knuckles. I almost said nunchucks. Uh, <laughs> that would have been an entirely different type of match. Uh, defeated Daniel Bryan at Super Showdown. Competed in the Best of the World Tournament, making it to the very end before he quote, got injured uh, on his knee in the right before the final match, which he then lost or was taken out, replaced by Shane McMahon. Um, so he's two thirds best in the world. He was the captain of the SmackDown Survivor Series team, but they lost. Um, he seems to be kind of going through a face turn now, especially if you saw SmackDown this week, um, where he's talking to Shane McMahon about being best of the world, and he kind of goes to shake his hand, and Shane McMahon walks away, and they did this, like, Miz has, like, this kind of kicked puppy look on his face. He's like, oh, like they're trying to build sympathy for Miz. And he has not been a face in, I couldn't even tell you the last time The Miz has been a face. Right? That right there is an amazing yeah. thought. Yeah, right? And then, well, I mean, you can't have a heel Daniel Bryan and a, or, and a heel Miz on the same show, so I can see why they're maybe trying to switch things around. Um, well, it's it's but, always good to switch it up anyway. Yeah. Uh, because The Miz has been a heel so long, and there's a, a belief in a mentality, and, and dare I say a proven track record, that if you have a monster heel who was so good for so long, when they finally turn face, they may be huge over for quite some time. Yeah. I'd say uh, outside of WWE, he had a rea- reality show launched this year with uh, Miz and Mrs. And, of course, he had a baby this year, born in march yeah. uh Mon- monroe sky i was like i can't even read my own handwriting for what this kid's <laughs> name is uh monroe sky as mentioned in many storylines uh was born this year as well yeah i mean the guy the guy continues to impress the guy has a hall of fame career which is just still mind-blowing yeah that the miz is going to go down as one of the best of all time and you know even if you're annoyed by him that just means that he's done a good job uh, the guy's oh, yeah. consistent. He doesn't miss shows. Um, well, he doesn't miss for injury. I mean, but yeah. if he does miss, it's because he's filming reality TV or movies. I mean, the guy is always working, always doing something, always apparently having sex or something. So Yeah, right. Having all them kids. All them. All of them. One. <laughs> well, that we know of. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, so It's true. All the same. Uh, the Miz... 
Uh, who knows? Maybe the face run could be exactly what he needs. Maybe this is all just a bait and switch. You say we can't have him and Daniel Bryan heel on the same show. Why not? I would say you could. I just feel like they think you can't do that. You know, you just you got to build up like a, let AJ build up. You know, got Rey Mysterio on that show now. Have it. So let those guys be a new version of the two man <clears throat> power trip and just let them run wild. Oh, that'd be impressive. It would be. Let let Miz kind of be the guy that runs his mouth and let Daniel Bryan be the guy that backs it up in the ring. It's very true. Just let the guys go at it and the, the faces, you know, it's a, a big mountain they have to climb, but it's, it's always fun watching the bad guys get their comeuppance. So <laughs> that's why the yep. Miz is so good at his role. Miz number 13 <laughs> on our countdown. Number 12 is a man who uh, is no stranger to the top 10 of our list, but... That was also in years where he showed up more. Number 12 <laughs> would be Brock Lesnar. Oh, Brock. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was totally expecting to go. I had like three things for Brock Lesnar for this year. I have more than three things for this year. Um, he retained the title against Strowman and Kane at the Royal Rumble. God, that seems like forever ago. <laughs> it really does. Uh, pinned Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which none of us thought was going to happen. No, no, that's it. No. That's that's what they're building towards. Roman gets that victory finally. Yeah. No, and because we were a hundred percent sure he was leaving for UFC, but no, he pinned Roman at WrestleMania, re-signed with the WWE, uh, defeated Roman at the Greatest Royal Rumble in a steel cage match, showed up on Raw when Kurt Angle yelled at him for having not having shown up in like three months. Yeah. yeah. To beat up Kurt Angle. Ended up finally losing the title to Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. 504-day reign. He beat the CM Punk reign, which I think was important to them so that CM Punk was not a a record holder anymore because they're petty. Uh, ended up returning. Like, this is at that point where we're like, oh, man, he's gone. He's so at UFC. There's no, 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 no. He came back at Hell in the Cell, ripping the Hell in the Cell apart, getting in there. Stopping Roman and Strowman, going on to defeat Strowman in three freaking minutes at Crown Jewel, and then most recently defeated Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series. So he did do more than I thought he did this year. Yeah, uh, he he showed up a couple times, so we'll give him give him credit for that. But yeah. it's still it's still frustrating to see that WWE put so much in him. I mean, he is the perfect guy for this role because he doesn't give a damn what fans think about him. So if WWE's going to pull this stunt, then he's the right guy for it. But it's just so disheartening that we finally had Roman Reigns as our champion who's going to show up on a regular basis. And then, you know, obviously issues out of his control forced him to relinquish that title, but then WWE made the very conscious decision to give it back to Brock. And it's just, it's frustrating as fans. I I don't think I need to say this to anybody listening right now. It's the flagship show with a champion that doesn't have to defend it every 30 days. And no, we could go in circles complaining. Everybody's complained about this, but (coughs) you can't deny that WWE has a faith, has a love for this guy, respect for Brock that, continues to to place him so high on our our list every year because you can't deny the dominance and this year he may have done more than he has in years past but wrestling wise i can't imagine him ever being more dominant yeah no 
And like, he manhandled everybody, basically, this year, even when Braun Strowman lost in three minutes to oh. him. And it's like, oh, well, it's supposed he kept kicking out of F5. He kept doing it. It's like, where do you go with Brock at this point? Yeah. You know, we got him and Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan got to mount a little bit of a comeback there, but that's about it. Every other match has been just about Brock dominance, or he, you know, yeah, he narrowly escaped it. You know, that cage match against Roman Reigns, yeah. but you know, most of the time it's just dominance. So yeah. I expect 2019 to be a good year for him, too. I think WWE probably secretly deep down, maybe not even secretly, maybe, uh, maybe publicly soon enough, maybe they just hope he does win a title in UFC and can hold both. <laughs> that might be it. That might be what they're holding out for. And, and and who knows, but he's still got to serve some of that suspension in UFC, so if that's the case, it's still going to be a couple months of him holding this title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right or wrong, I don't know how it is. But number 12, Brock Lesnar. Number 11. Number 11 is where people are going to riot. <laughs> And you know exactly uh, why this is, and everybody mm-hmm. will here in a moment. Number 11, I think we should point out that number 11 did not have a good year up until July. Yeah. And then from there, the second half of the year has been outstanding for this individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a tweet from very longtime listener Mike who uh, had mentioned that if she's not in the top three, I'm going to burn my wrestling audio shirt on principle. (laughs) I'll light things up. Number 11 and wrapping up today's edition of the countdown, Becky Lynch. Oh, she's the man at number 11. I, I get what he's saying, but you cannot take, you have to take the year as a whole, not the last couple months. It's, this one's a tough one. I, I am okay with this placement, and mm-hmm. that right there is also going to probably infuriate some people that I agree with it, where we're so open about disagreeing with these spots. Yeah. If this, if she had started this, if this momentum had come two, three months sooner, yeah. day after WrestleMania, two days after WrestleMania, like, I, I she'd be a top tenner, maybe even a top fiver, but... Because this happened so late in the year, and really, while the winning streak, which I'm sure we'll dive into those details, but the winning streak didn't start till June, right? Um, When she started taking down the Iconics and and Carmella and some of these others. And she's supposed to get that one-on-one title shot at At SummerSlam. So yeah, it would have been around like June, July is when this started, yes. Right. And and so, but SummerSlam's in August, so when Charlotte came back, and got added to that match five days before the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. that's where people got pissed. It wasn't <clears> even <throat> Becky's doing. It was Charlotte's involvement that really angered people. So when Charlotte won that belt, and when Becky snapped afterwards, when WWE thought that was a heel turn, that was us as Becky fans just like, come on, WWE, what the F are you doing? Exactly. There was a frustration there, and wow, we thought that chase was going to be good. I Go back and listen to our SummerSlam predictions. I said Charlotte would win and Becky would chase. You did. You absolutely did. And I also thought Charlotte was going to turn heel, Becky would be face. They kind of s- tried switching that on us. <clears throat> Ultimately, it worked out in my prediction, but not right away. No. Um, and so we just felt that frustration. We know Becky's good. 
Becky is outstanding. We don't need her to be the man to know this. Yeah. And there was a frustration seeing such a great talent buried so deep on the card. But because this didn't really happen, this momentum, this switch was flipped at the end of August, really giving her three months to get to the number 11 spot on the list, which I think is very fair. Yeah, especially when you look at, you know, how early our results are in, like how early we turn our own lists in. We may be recording right now, but we turned them in weeks ago. So like anything that's happened recently, like the whole Nia Jax thing, that's all after we turned in our lists. So and, Okay, well, let me ask you this before you finish that thought. Mm-hmm. Had you been able to turn in your lists a week after the Nia Jax thing, would that have changed your placement? I don't know. I mean, I, I was very into it. It was the hottest thing in wrestling. Maybe it would have bumped up a spot or two on my list. I don't know. You did have her at 15. Okay. 15 on so, yours. Yeah. I had her at 9 on mine. So we're both pretty close to where the actual placement fell. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say out of 15, yeah, she probably – I probably would have put her at like a 13 or maybe a 12 if if it was in the heat of that moment where she's covered in blood and it's like just – it's her – as everyone's calling it, her stone-cold moment. And yes. It, you know, but, but I don't – I don't look at that, this number 11 placement, no. as a bad thing. I look at it as 2019 is going to be freaking fantastic for her. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, like she, she was a part of the first Women's Rumble. She was a part yes. of the Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania. She was a part mm-hmm. of Women's TLC again, or Money in the Bank, rather. Excuse Money in the Bank, yeah. Um, she was a part of some of these historic matches, but really had no storyline in any of them. She lasted a long time in the Women's Rumble, but we're not yeah. going to remember that. We're going to remember Asuka won. Yeah. Lasted 30 minutes, entered at number two. But like you said, I didn't remember that until I read it again. Yeah. Like, I, I, we're not going. It wasn't. I hate saying it. Uh, it's just it's a blunt statement. I hate saying it so distinctly, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that much of a standout performance to remember it. No. Not like, oh, Rey Mysterio was in there for an hour. He ended up winning. If he didn't win after that 62 minutes, we'd probably still remember it. Because they made a big deal over it. Yes. Uh, During and after the fact. Becky, they made a big deal during it. But afterwards, just business as usual. Time to move on. Yep. Time to focus on Charlotte. Time to focus (laughs) at that point on Asuka. Yeah, you're not wrong. Focus on some chick named Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Some chick. Yeah, so um so I think it's 11's very fair for her because all of this after the votes or not was also late in the year, but I think that just means she's got so much momentum that she is probably a top 3 or in 2019 should WWE not screw this up. Oh yeah, and I mean this match at Survivor Series that was supposed to be Lynch Rousey wherever that gets pushed off to WrestleMania would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But now it just has so much longer to build that, I mean, depending on the results of that match and everything, you could easily see top three. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, we could argue that WWE was already in a good spot to put the women in the main event at WrestleMania should they want to. Should mm-hmm. they want to continue 
making history. You know, women have headlined pay-per-views now. They had their own event in WWE. They've had historic rumbles and money in the banks and all this other they They've done it. Elimination Chamber. They've done it. Mm-hmm. But the women have not headlined WrestleMania. No. And there's a lot of talk that Charlotte and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey could. It'd be yeah. a good match. We know yeah. it would be a good match. Obviously, we've seen it now to some extent. But back earlier this year when we were talking about this possibility, we would more just think about it as a wrestling match and not for an actual feud. Yeah. Becky Lynch makes the possibility of women headlining WrestleMania a reality because of wrestling and storyline. Mm-hmm. And that right there, that's exactly what they need. It's not just, Absolutely. oh, they're putting women in the main event because yep. they want to make history. No, now no. it's, they got a they got a reason. They got a cause yeah. to put the women in the main event that's not just to make history. It's the same thing we mentioned earlier with Gargano Champa headlining TakeOver because it was the best storyline at the time. This is how Becky headlines WrestleMania is because it is the hottest storyline at the time. I, I wonder... And WWE, I'm sure, would love to give themselves credit for this. But I wonder, <laughs> with WWE refusing to let her be a face, you know, with her uh, in SmackDown 1000 with Edge being in the ring and her oh, making yeah. fun of his broken neck and saying to get out of my <laughs> ring. And they were doing everything they could to make her cut heel promos. And the crowd got louder from it. And it almost <laughs> it makes me wonder if she's so popular because WWE tried to screw it up. Uh, probably. Uh, you know, they say that she had her stone cold moment. I think this whole situation came from the Daniel Bryan situation where Daniel Bryan became this huge face after the WrestleMania. He lost in 18 seconds. Yes. They felt bad. Like this, this person's too good for this crappy role. Yes. I actually think that's probably a better analogy than the stone cold one. Uh, it was the Stone Cold moment because the bloody face, and she yeah. admits now that she has no idea what's going on, or no <laughs> idea what went on. That just, you know, yeah. adrenaline took over. She got up, went back to work, and eventually woke up. Yeah, she said, "Quote: My autopilot is badass." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she deserves all praise. And if you want to be mm-hmm. passionate that she should be higher than eleven, I'm not going to fault you. I'm not yeah. going to blame you, but I agree with it only because how late in the year this happened. Yeah, but but I'm not going to I'm not going to disrespect or disagree with anybody's passion for her being higher. No, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, We could probably talk Becky all day. One last thing that I'm going to mention before we wrap this up is that we have something that we've done every year for the last couple of years. The impossible contest. Yes. Which is this year, 12 prizes going to hopefully one individual where you have to predict the top 11. Where maybe you know who's going to be in the top five, but once you start getting down a little bit, and that number 11 really is the tricky spot of the submissions, and the submission window is closed, so nobody Mm -hmm. else is allowed to enter at this point. Uh, Of the submissions, one person had Becky Lynch at 11. Woo! So this one person is still in the running, uh, but that's it. Everybody else, if you had anybody else at number 11, you didn't get it. Only one submission had Becky at 11. Wow. So it looks like the impossible contest most likely going to remain impossible. Oh, I think, um, and that's crazy. I mean, it is the impossible contest. That's kind of, I don't want to say expected, but 
had you been like three people had Becky Lynch at 11, I'd be like, see, we're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's uh, some people didn't even have Becky on their list. Some people oh. had Becky much higher. I mean, it really yeah, is. I'm sure wrestling fans are so divisive. So mm-hmm. just split. Yeah. Uh, on what we look for as fans. Me, I love the entertainment. I know uh, Dave loves uh, the in-ring stuff. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with either side of this debate. Yeah. Uh, but that's what makes, I think, wrestling so much fun is there is something for everyone. So love or hate the list, let us know what you think at Wrestling Audio on all of the socials. Additional content, again, on our Patreon and our app. Hey, this is the King of the Mountain, Jeff Jarrett. TNA Knockout, Madison Rain. This is Big Daddy B. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Find us on iTunes. Search for Wrestling Audio. Wrestling Audio. WrestlingAudio.com. Subscribe to your feed, then tell your friends.